Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I'm excited because I have not one, not two, but three guests with me who I have the pleasure of knowing pretty well. It's Margaret Nealon, who is an MBA graduate from UC Marshall, class of 2022. Ethan Siegel, who is also a MBA graduate from the class of 2022 from Vanderbilt Owen. And then Jill Toner, who is a UNC Keenan Flagler MBA alum from also the class of 2022. Today, we're going to talk to each of them about their MBA journey, as well as in their short time post-business school so far, how they've been able to maintain and develop the relationships they gained when they had in business school and how it's helped them fuel their own career growth. So Margaret, Ethan, and Jill, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you and excited to dig in. So I'm going to start first with you, Margaret. What did you do before business school and why did you initially choose to go get your MBA? Sure. Al, thanks for having us. It's so good to see you again. Um, So I can give a little bit of a background. My name is Margaret Nealon. I'm originally an East Coaster. So prior to business school, I was at Marriott International and Global Brand and Marketing, really working on social media strategy for Marriott Bonvoy through that launch or loyalty rewards program. Great opportunity. Loved the industry, loved the people, but I always wanted to explore other parts of business and having a marketing background. I felt that going to business school was the best way to do so, just to build my network and to, to look at other potential careers. So ultimately wanted to be in LA. So USC was the best choice. It was a great experience and I'm happy to to chat further about that. It's, it's been a great network having out here in LA as well. That's great. Jill, how about yourself? What did you do before business school and why did you choose to get an MBA? Sure. Hi, everyone. It's great to see you all as well. Like Al, I am a Tar Heel MBA, so excited to uh, represent UNC here too. Pre-business school, I was working in talent acquisition as a customer success recruiter at a healthcare technology firm called Athena Health uh, right outside of Boston. And I really love the work, but I noticed that I liked the project work that I was doing more so than the day-to-day recruiting. And I wanted to develop a stronger foundational business knowledge. So MBA definitely made the most sense for me in terms of a postgraduate degree. Like Margaret said, I also wanted to expand my network and I knew UNC had a really strong, like I said, Tar Heel network out there. So that helped with deciding to go there. And then consulting was definitely my target in terms of just, like I said, the project work that I wanted to do and the more team-focused work as well. And last but certainly not least, Ethan, how about you? What did you do before business school and why did you choose to go? Yeah, thanks so much for having us, Al. Really great to be here and, and see everyone. Prior to prior to business school, I was in consulting for four years doing employee benefit and HR work. Really enjoyed that, but I was hoping to make a larger impact and really drive strategy conversations across the C-suite, more so in the consumer industry. And, and so I knew going in that I was trying to get out of FSI type work and, and more into to consumer. And, and so it was a natural pivot for me to, to, to uh, through, the, through a business school education to, to really get into what I wanted to do going forward. 
went to Vanderbilt Owen and, and was able to really uh, do just that and been great uh, tangentially working with Jill and, and Margaret at, at the same firm that we all now are, are employed for. So been been fun so far in the, in the limited time that, that we've had since graduating, but really looking forward to the future opportunities at, at our firm. And, and it's been great so far. So as all, all of you alluded to, you are now, in fact, graduates, which congratulations. I don't know if I've ever had a chance to say that to you officially. So congratulations. And I would be curious to know, particularly for my audience and prospective MBA students, what was the most important lesson that you learned in business school? I mean, I'm sure there are many, but if you could choose one, what would that be? And Margaret, I'll, I'll start with you on that question. Thanks. That's a great question. I think the biggest takeaway was to never say no. I feel like it, in, when you first start in business school, there are so many opportunities being thrown at you and everything seems new. You're drinking out of a fire hose. It's, there's a lot of different opportunities available and it's hard to, you know, to narrow it down. But I think always, whether it's a case competition, whether it's joining a club, whether it's a networking event, I think always saying yes and being open to, you know, new opportunities and, and meeting new people, it leads to great things. I I'm in procurement and, you know, supply chain work now. Never thought I would be in that field. But just by saying yes and meeting people, I ended up loving where I am. And I think it's just an important, like, lesson that you need to learn just to, to always be open to new things. I think that's a really important lesson for sure. Jill, how about you? What was the most important lesson that you learned in business school? Margaret, I love that. I almost use the exact same thing and I'm I'm glad I thought of something else. I think for me in the leadership positions that I took on at UNC, I was president of the MBA student association there. I think I really learned how to manage both up and across my peers and that was something that I hadn't really had in my role in the past. So I had to work with everyone up through the dean of the business school. So obviously, you know, a, a lot of different levels in between there. And then also just kind of leading the peers on my council. And that was something that the firm that we're all at now actually asked me about in interviews was, you know, what what do you kind of know ab about peer leadership? Because you do so much of that across other senior consultants and the people who might be let's say, below you in kind of a hierarchical structure, but usually they're ones who are are working with you and, and doing a lot of the work right alongside you. So it's important to know kind of how to interact with them, how to delegate, but also how to support them as well. And I think business school did a really great job of teaching me how to do that. Always a work in progress, though. Certainly. And I, I happen to agree with you, having done student government, both at the undergraduate and the MBA level, I always tell people that everything that I've ever learned about change management, I've learned from being in student government and trying to change small po small policies that seem mundane, but actually mean a big deal to a lot of different people. So there's plenty of lessons to learn, particularly in that setting, whether it's student government or anything else, particularly around uh, influencing without authority, leading without authority, and how do you get people to do things when you don't have formal power over them, which is basically the name of the game when you work in a large company or organization. So another great lesson. Uh, Ethan, how about you? What was the most important you lesson lesson you took away from your time at Vanderbilt Loan? Yeah, I, I have I have two that I'll that I'll mention. The first is I think just the importance in pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. You know, you, you know, you're you're around uh, a lot of other really intelligent, really smart individuals from from around the world. And it's, it's really inspiring to, to collaborate with and, and interact with, with so many different business school students. 
and the opportunities that that you have to to learn and grow from from those others and and see how how driven they are i think really inspired me to continue to push myself to try new things and and uh, be open to to new perspectives and 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 what have you that that I, I i may not have had in at least in that context prior so that was that was the first thing is is really the the opportunity to 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 challenge my 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 thinking my current thinking and and put, continue to push myself uh, out of my comfort zone and then the second i think is to just to kind of enjoy the moment the, the the two years go by pretty fast and and so the opportunity to just sit back and reflect and and see how this this transformative experience that that is getting your MBA, you know, how how is it going and and just really enjoying a, a unique time in your life that you're never going to have again. And so the, that was something that that I kind of try to keep keep in mind my my second year, something that I continue to try to do as, you know, we are are with our firm now and, and back in the working world and and have the uh, pleasure and and really the great opportunity to 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 really uh, drive some some really transformative change in organizations and it really is a privilege to, to have that that opportunity to, to make a, a true uh, difference in in the the business world and, and just the the larger world uh, at, at whole so I think that that it's nice trying to to remain grounded and and just really uh, enjoy the moment as much as possible both of those are great lessons and one of the things I often say and remind people is you only get one business school and so that means a couple things. I think one, to your point, Ethan, is to enjoy the experience in the moment because you will not get another one and to, to cherish it, get the most out of it when it happens. And I also think the second thing to your point is that the things you get and the experiences you gain and the resources you have from business school does put you in a unique position. And you do have the ability to use that uh, as a force for, for, for driving uh, goodness and change and, and whatever else that you want to achieve. And so all of those are, are great lessons. So... You all went to business school for specific reasons, and there could be a lot of them, but one in particular is to be able to get to some sort of career goal, uh, both in the short term and perhaps the long term. So I want to start with Jill. Talk to me a little bit just about, it sounds like you went in thinking you wanted to do consulting, and now you are in consulting. And so could you maybe share a little bit about how your time in business school helped you get to that goal that you wanted for yourself? Yeah, I'm more than happy to. And I kind of took a roundabout approach to consulting. So it's a good story, I think, for those people who are thinking about business school and maybe really worried about that initial internship and getting into what they want to do full time. But I actually, and Ethan will talk to this, uh, probably a similar story as well, because we have very similar paths here. But for me, accelerating my career really just meant, like I said, getting more into project-based work getting into more strategic type work as well in terms of just going to work every day and really thinking about solving big problems and having work that was kind of less predictable of day in, day out, kind of doing the same thing over and over again. So I came in, like you said, Al, wanting to do consulting, actually ended up recruiting both consulting and brand management and took a an internship role in brand management at Hankel last summer. And it was a fantastic internship, really good learning experience. And it really helped me build up the analytical skills that I didn't have from my recruiting 
time before business school. And I knew that the firm that we're all at now was looking for somebody who was really you know, comfortable with, with working with data and working with a more analytical perspective. So I needed that time in brand management to really be ready to jump into the role that I'm in now. And I, I really did love it, but I knew consulting was where I wanted to be. So went through the re-recruitment process second year, and then here I am today. So I think even with business school being as short as it is, only two years, right? And really only one summer, you don't have to feel like th that summer is, you know, where you're going to end up full time unless it's something you really love. And I think that's important to take away for people who are considering business school. You can still get a lot of different industry experiences uh, in a short amount of time. I, I think that's a really great point. And I, I like how you articulated the fact that while it was something you thought you wanted to do, you actually took a different path in order to get there. And I think it also speaks to the fact that everyone's path is is unique. And uh, that is both the opportunity of an MBA degree as well as the uh, really just the value of it in terms of you can use it in a lot of different ways to get towards where you want to go. I want to go over to Margaret and maybe ask a, a similar question to you in terms of how, how did your time in business school help you get to the career goal that you wanted for yourself? Yeah. So Jill, I'm right there with you. I had ultimately wanted to go into consulting, but I knew that I wanted to pivot both functionally and industry-wise. I ended up taking an internship for, at Anheuser-Busch or AB InBev, really focused on like their, their North America zone or NAS is what they called it. But I had initially wanted to go into corporate strategy and was tapped for a role in you know sourcing and procurement. And you know, that's a good opportunity to, to try a different part of business, get to, different experience. And I think to Jill's point, you know, I looked at an internship as, okay, I've always wanted to work for this one company. I've always wanted to get CPG experience. How can I leverage this? And then if it's if it's not what I want to do, I can always re-recruit. Ended up loving the work that I did, loved the client or the the account or the team that I was on. Now I'm getting all my consulting lingo in here now. But I ultimately I saw how, you know, one supply chain worked and and how procurement worked at one company. And I wanted to make an impact at multiple different companies. Every supply chain is so different. And I felt that I wanted to be able to have a ton of experience across different clients, across different industries to then either stay in consulting for forever or really figure out where I want to be long-term. So I used my internship to, to kind of pivot that way. The firm we're at now, I mean, there's so much opportunity for growth. And I think my experience both prior to business school and then with my, with my internship as well, I think our firm gives you the flexibility to try different projects and every project's extremely different and you learn different skill sets, which was very attractive to me. And you can kind of choose the projects you want to be on and, and if you want to travel or if you want to be remote or if you want long-term versus short-term, there's a lot of flexibility and growth options. Or if you want to try something different, right? If you want to go into market, if I wanted to go back into marketing instead of staying in like supply chain work, that was an option for me. And that flexibility and also the opportunities at the firm was what really drove me back or I guess into consulting to re-recruit. And it's been great so far. I've been there for over two months now. So actually almost three months at this point. So it's it's gone by fast, but it's been a great experience so far. And I know I, I don't want to speak on behalf of the other two here, but we all love it so far. So it's it's been a good opportunity. And we all get to network with each other during the workday, which is great. So speaking about networking, uh, I, I think I want to go over to Ethan for this question. I know particularly because of you, as well as, as well as going to Vanderbilt Owen, which is a little bit of a smaller school, uh, networking and relationships. I, mean, I think it's important for 
for, for any kind of MBA student. But I think in particular, there are some really great opportunities to do that, given where what school you went to and, and the class size. And I would just love to hear you maybe share about how did you go about building relationships in your time in business school? And, and what was important for you in order to do that? Yeah, I think it comes down to identifying your, your key goals that you're trying to achieve in business school and then focusing on the relationships that can help you to achieve those goals. But I don't think it's also a one-way a one-way relationship either, right? Like during business school, the opportunity to help others, especially your your second year in giving back to the community is is, is really important. And so for me in, in my first year it was really about, you know, what goals do I have? Who can help me to get to to achieve those goals? And so I, as I thought about it, you know, the, the keys really are developing meaningful relationships. I, I really enjoy networking, not in the traditional sense, but really in, in the sense that I enjoy developing those meaningful connections with others that hopefully will turn into something either in the short term, but, but also in the long term. And so I was working hard at really doing a lot of, uh, you know, coffee chats or what have you with, with Vanderbilt alum and, and then organizations that I was really interested in. Uh, to try to uh, turn those into to potential opportunities, rather for internships or or full time roles. And then my my second year was really all about like how do I take the relationships that I've developed and 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 one use them as a way to provide opportunities for future Vanderbilt students, and two how do I maintain those relationships and potentially develop new ones as I look to transition from business school into the full-time, into, into a full-time role and, and then into the, back into the real world. So, so I really, uh, uh, to, to summarize, it, it really was about, for me, identifying like my key goals and then how can I uh, achieve those goals via the, the network that I'm, that I'm developing and, and creating meaningful relationships that, that are not just transactional in nature, but, but are truly, truly of, of, of value both to me and to, to the other individual. Jill, how about you? I want to ask you a similar question, particularly within the context of the amount of uh, the amount of leadership you had to demonstrate in the role that you were in, particularly being in, in student government. I think it adds another layer of importance of relationships. But in general, could you share a little bit more just about how you went about that and how it was important to you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Ethan had a lot of good thoughts about networking, especially in terms of finding alumni from your school, because I think that's one of the biggest things you can take away from the MBA. For me, uh, like you said, Al, I think leadership roles were the number one way that I found networking to be helpful for me. So not only was it a way to get to know people who had been in my leadership role in the past. So, you know, previous presidents of the student association or even, you know, future ones, but also just getting to know the class, my, my class, especially during COVID times, uh, Ethan, Margaret and I started business school in 2020. So it was, you know, our first year, at least at UNC was completely virtual. So for me, being in a leadership role was really important because I knew it would really push me to get to know my class, get to know what people were interested in. And then, like I had said earlier to kind of network throughout the school. So, you know, I, I guess my biggest piece of advice here is like, everyone is part of your network, like never write someone off just because it's they're not doing consulting or, you know, they, they don't have the exact interest that 
you might articulate that you have. Like there are so many different people to meet in business school. There's so many ways to do it both internally and externally. And I think just getting to know people at a level of, like Ethan said, of course, like, you know, how you might be able to help each other in the future, but also just at a personal level, that's what really builds the networking connections that are long-term and don't just end with the end of your two years of school. I think that's a great point because the whole point of having a network is, I mean, sure, it's to help with the short term, but it is the thing that you do take with you after you you graduate and have for the rest of your life for for better or for worse, right? And while it's it's great and important for the time you're in school, the opportunities that come from it can certainly go with you far beyond that, as I think you all have learned so far. And maybe, Margaret, for you, anything else you want to add, particularly in addition to whatever you did internally at USC Marshall, any other types of uh, relationship building or networking you did outside of just USC Marshall in terms of either uh, conferences, engaging with other MBA programs or anything like that? Were there any other opportunities out, outside of just the four, four walls of the Marshall MBA program? Yeah. And I, I kind of want to echo what Jill said too. I think it's really important not to write people off. And I've always, just because they're not you know, doing what you want to do at the current time, right? Because I mean, I've lived by this my whole life. You never know where people are going to be, you know, five, 10 years down the road or how they can help you or how you can help them. Like even just tapping into someone for like, Hey, I see you work for this company. I'm doing a project, you know, where it's involved. I'd love to pick your brain. So things like that. I think it's important just to always like, not necessarily keep a pulse on your network, but just stay engaged and, and someone, you know, who you never thought you'd reconnect with, like might be like, a huge, a huge help down the road. So I think that's important. And then kind of in the same vein, right? When looking outside of USC Marshall, I mean, the Trojan Network is the, a huge reason why people go to USC. I think it's, if not the top, one of the top alumni networks in the country, if not the world. I mean, it's, it's that's what we're known for at USC. But I will say, I think, especially going back into consulting and building a network just in LA from business school for the most part, I think it's really important to to go back and to get different perspectives, right? So our firm is global. And I have friends from undergrad, friends from, from home, friends from all over that that work for the firm as well. Just being able to pick people's brain and see what kind of work they do or how the culture shifts or if it's consistent across the board, I think it's really helpful. But I think it's also important just to tap into, into your network for different things too. So even if you, you know, you're not looking to work with someone or, you know, work specifically for a company that they're involved with, even just getting industry insight and, and relying on your network and just like keeping the conversation going, I think is something that's really important. Again, just like staying as connected as possible because the worst thing you can do is limit your network and limit your opportunities. And that's something I've always kind of kept in the back of my mind. So I think that's, I guess that's the best way that I would describe like how I networked in. I think, I mean, I think it's a huge value and especially in business school, like that's, you basically go to business school to network. I think that's I think we can all agree on that, on that one. Yeah. Well, I, I, what I, I think I found too, at least in my experience and with talking with a lot, of, a lot of other people is that it certainly allows you to use or take advantage of the network that you get from going to the school, but it also makes you more attuned uh, to the other parts of your life where there are potential people that you could connect with, engage with, help, get help from, et cetera, right? In terms of certainly your undergrad, certainly other nonprofit organizations you're a part of or other types of almost communities that you are in. Once you kind of start learning just the value of it and how to go about doing it, it starts to expand, I think, your mindset and thinking around, oh, there are other places I could potentially 
look for opportunities to meet other people who are doing interesting things or doing things that could be of interest to me. And as it expands your mind, it also expands kind of the opportunities that you can you can gain uh, you can gain from it. And I think that is definitely something that I think anyone could really benefit from. But certainly, you gain when you get an MBA. And I think on that notion, I want to go over to Ethan for a second. So now that you know you've graduated, you, you all work in consulting, and actually uh, having a good network in consulting is is a really good thing to have uh, for a number of different reasons. But I know you're only a couple of months out of graduating from business school, but just would be curious, how have you kind of kept up with the relationships you built when you were in business school or potentially even invested in new ones now that you're an MBA graduate? Yeah, Al, um, you know, the, the great story here is, is that, you know, Jill, Margaret and myself all got to know you really by happenstance in, in the work that you're doing with, with MBA schools and the three of us continue to keep in touch post MBA, especially when we found out we were going to the, the same firm uh, full time. And it really came full circle for us, uh, at least Jill and I, when we were, were looking for our first project at our, at our, at our current firm and, and, and trying to, to identify you know, some, some, some different opportunities. And Jill reached out to me one day. And asked if I was interested in a project that was not necessarily what I was looking to do, you know, long term at the firm, but would be able to kind of leverage my my prior uh, experience and knowledge from 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 pre, pre from my pre business school career in order to drive some value for on, on a on a relatively short term engagement. And it is through that connection that Jill and I had that that I got staffed on this on this first project, and it's been been a been a pretty good experience uh, thus far. And, and really, really enjoyed the, the the team that I've that I've been able to to connect with and, and work with. So I think it just really the the story really just goes to show the importance in, in networking and, and keeping your relationship with with your with your network going. So to what we were saying earlier, you really never know where where that that opportunity is going to come, and and how the 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 different connections you've made are going to pay dividends uh, down the line as it has for for us. So I, I like sharing that story because it really just uh, underscores the importance in, in, in how networking truly can make an impact beyond just the, the, block, the, the blocking and, and tackling of, of you know, scheduling a coffee chat, talking to someone for 20 minutes, trying to sell yourself or, or trying to understand the value that they may be, may be, may be able to provide you or, or vice versa. The, the story really just showcases how networking uh, in its most organic form is, is really a, a huge value add for, for any individual, not only in business school, but, but post uh, as well. I think that's a great story, and I want to give give Jill a chance to share her perspective on it. But before I do, I also want to give Ethan a, a shout out because over the past two years, I want to say that I've gotten to know Ethan on numerous occasions. He's he's texted me, "Hey, what do you think about this?" or "Hey, what do you think about that?" or "Hey, uh, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Can we jump on a call and chat?" And on the flip side of that, I've definitely reached out to him a few times when I've needed an opinion on something or uh, potentially needed someone to connect with, and he's been super helpful to returning that favor. And so I think. It doesn't surprise me that the things that you were able to do in terms of cultivating relationships ended up helping you gain a professional opportunity. So kudos to you. But going back to you, Jill, anything you want to add in terms of helping facilitate Ethan's project opportunity? Yeah, definitely. And I think 
honestly, that's like one of the most rewarding parts of networking is when you are able to give back, especially to someone who's your friend, even though Ethan, Morgan, I hadn't met which I'll talk to in a second, ever in person, like the fact that we kept up and this was able to happen was like one of the best parts of my first few weeks at the firm, especially considering I was still waiting on a project. So at the time, you know, it it felt good to be helping somebody else uh, find his project. And I think, you know, one thing Ethan did really well that like helped me to help him, like you said, Al, is basically like Ethan reminded Margaret and I of his background and was like, when we were choosing benefits, he was like, hey, if you guys need any help, like, let me know. And then when this project opportunity came to me, I was like, oh, yeah, Ethan does this. So like the constant reminders, because we all have so much information we're taking in about people at all times, like. I, again, I've known Ethan and Margaret for for two years now, but it always helps when they remind me like, oh, I've done this. Like Margaret, like you being like, oh, I was at AB and Bev. I'm like, oh yeah, and you did supply chain. And like just reminding your network of what you're interested in is so important so they can keep you top of mind. And then it was really fun for Ethan and I because even though I, I sent that project over to him when I knew about it, I ended up also on a project within that industry And funny enough, we ended up kind of working with the same client and finally got to meet in person last week. So really happy end to the story all the way around. That is a great story. Definitely makes me smile and 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 warms my heart to to hear to hear about that. And Jill, something you said there that I think is is really true is that I think we all want to be helpful when we can, particularly if someone that we know needs some guidance or assistance. But it's hard sometimes to think about someone specific instance when you have a bazillion things that are going on. So it was I'm great glad to hear that Ethan was was specific about, hey, here's here's what I'm good at or here's what I'm looking for because a lot of times opportunities happen when someone associates another person with that opportunity. But in order for that to actually happen, you have to you have to be able to know that Ethan is looking for something like that. And so to the degree that folks out there can be specific or you know, give a point of view about what they might be good for or what might be a good fit for them. I think that just makes uh, it easier for someone to uh, have that recall memory to be like, oh yeah, he would be the right person or something like that. Yeah. I think it's all about like help people help you, right? right. Like yeah. give them the runway. And last thing I'll say is now we just have to get out to LA to visit Margaret yeah. and we'll fully yeah. have the trio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, Margaret, I want to go over to you just be curious to hear your thoughts. A lot of folks I talk to always talk about how the obviously the knowledge and the coursework and the learning in the classroom is super important in business school, but business school has a big human and people component to that. Just be curious from your own experience. Did you find that true for yourself or how did that bring come to life in your own experience at Marshall? Yeah. So I think USC, I mean, I would... I'm a, a Trojan through and through now, which I didn't, I didn't, didn't even go to undergrad here, but I, I love it. And I think it, it speaks for the school. They have such a great, you know, such a great community and culture, but it was really interesting because our whole first year was virtual. So I think that made like the, the networking and the in-person in-class experience a little bit different. However, I think it brought our class together even more so. I think our second year was escalated and, and people were even that much more apt to 
to want to go out and do things or to like go grab a beer after class or between classes. <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. But in general, I, I mean, I think the U- USC, is, it was like such a great experience just because the class size too is like 220 people, right? So on average, given that you really get to know, like, I think I knew at least 90% of my class by name and like had a connection with them. Some people obviously were, were still virtual for certain things or for certain reasons, but I think it made our, our community stronger. And then, I mean, just to, to give a little shout out to USC too, I think for me, it's been really helpful being a transplant coming from DC to USC with not a strong LA network to begin with. I think what's great about USC, and I can't speak for UCLA, but I would assume it's pretty similar or for Anderson, I should say, is that, you know, when you're out in LA or if, if you, when you go to school in a big city, I feel like it, it's helpful because a large part of your network does tend to stay in the city. So I can easily say that 70 to 80% of my class is still in LA. So even, you know, since graduating, we do like monthly happy hours or we all go out together and, and have a big group. So it doesn't feel like you had that like sharp pivot of like, oh, we graduated and now we're all going somewhere else. But it kind of feels like we're like still in business school, but we have, we're like adults now. We have real jobs. And I, I don't know. I think it's just been, it's been great. LA is, it's, it was a fun place to go to business school. I think there's a lot to do out here, but there's a lot of like opportunities for activities. And I think our community from USC Marshall was, was so strong and it's been great to, to stay connected and being out here. And obviously the whole school experience and academics are, are very strong as well. But I think the people, they're very selective about who they choose. I'm sure there's like you know, a lot that they take into consideration when selecting such a small class size, but there's a lot of diversity and a lot of, there's just so much, there are so many different people that are all like-minded and very hardworking. And I think it was just a great community to go to school and, um, and very like team oriented. So you really get to know people on a personal level. I mean, that was a long-winded saying of a, a long-winded way of me saying that I absolutely loved USC and I recommend it to anyone and happy to help connect with anyone that needs, that needs help or is looking to learn more. So as we as we kind of wrap here, I want to close with this last question. So the, a lot of the listeners on, on this podcast are are people who are considering an MBA or perhaps even in the application process right now. So I guess I'll start with you, Jill. Any advice for people who are thinking about an MBA and wondering how exactly this network thing is going to help advance their career? What should they know or what should they be mindful of? Yeah, I mean, I I think we touched on a lot of different things related to networking. And so I guess just to kind of to sum it up a little bit more, I, I, you know, think both Ethan and Margaret would agree that the the MBA, I mean, really the, the crux of the degree is the network that you create. So if that is the postgraduate degree that you're thinking about. Obviously, we we spoke about it accelerating your career, but find the place. The way that Margaret talks about UNC or UNC, right? You <laughs> that's always in my head. USC is like that's the place you want to find to go to, and you know you can expand your network beyond your business school, like Ethan, Margaret, and I have done through you know MBA school. Then I had the chance to expand my network through talking with presidents of other. MBA program. So it's not necessarily just limited to where you go, but you become part of your school community and then you become a part of the larger MBA community. And even where we are now, there's a point of connection that we have with people who also have MBAs, whether it's people with MBAs from our same school or not. Like you, you kind of went through a shared experience and especially those who went through the shared experience during COVID really understand, you know, how our 
our business school, like, I guess program looked different and we get to bond over that. But no matter what, I think it's a degree with one of the highest returns of investment in terms of just really changing your life and the people that you know. Uh, Ethan, how about you? Any advice uh, for prospective MBA applicants who are considering an MBA, but just giving them more context around how either the degree or the experience can really open doors through the network that they gain from being in business school? Yeah, I mean, it, it is you, 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 you kind of said it right there and that it really does open doors as a way to ex, expand, well, really springboard for, for lack of a better word, your, your career by presenting you with a myriad of options uh, to, uh, of different types of people to connect with across industry, across function, across different types of roles, both it, within your, you know, your university community. So Vanderbilt for me or or whatnot, but but ultimately, I really think it just comes down to the fact that you, you have these these different individuals that, that you have access to now by being in school, right? So you can reach out on on LinkedIn and say, "Hey, Joe, I'm really interested in this area, and, and by the way, I'm going back to school and getting my MBA. Would love to hear a little bit about how, how your career has." has grown since you were in my shoes and, and got an MBA. I mean, that's like a really easy door opener because people love talking to, to individuals who are in school and, and trying to grow and, and learn and, and, and ultimately uh, become what potentially the, those individuals are today. And so I think it's really just a huge door opener is really the way that I look at it. Uh, an opportunity to look at, look at, your, look at yourself and, and look at what you want to be and then try to find those people that you, you, you envision yourself as one day. And, and an MBA is a way to, to, really, uh, to, really, to really do that. And and so that that's what I would say is I, I think the, the the networking piece is really a door opener for you, uh, and you can do that through 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 an MBA. Great. And last but not least, Margaret, uh, closing words here. Anything else you'd like to add just around the power of the MBA, particularly with furthering your professional network? Yeah, I mean, I think this goes back to to what I said about advice, right? Or what, one of my big takeaways from business school was. It gives you that opportunity to say yes and to open, like to Ethan's point, open doors to to new opportunities. I think I was always surrounded by in my like past careers prior to business school, a lot of leadership that had MBAs, and I always thought, you know, I want to do that. Even when I graduated from undergrad, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm not done with school yet. I'm going back. And I think a lot of people, there's two things about it, right? So one, it's a stamp of credibility. Like on your resume, once you do it, it's it, it shows that you have already invested in yourself and in your education. And that you're you're committed to your career, you're committed to being just like a highly skilled professional, and I think that shows, especially just on, even on paper, right? That shows a lot about you and your and your work ethic and, and how how you got to where you are. I think also too, a lot of people like it's an again going back to the investment piece, right? It's a big chunk and a big chunk of you know your your life savings, right? Or to, to go back to school, and I think a lot of people don't look at that price point as like the value of it, but I think. For me, even when I was looking to go back to business school, I was like, this is like a huge, again, an investment in myself. And I think helping me figure out where I want to be long-term and down the road, like I plan to to be a, a working woman for a long time. And so I felt like that was something that I needed to then project myself and to, to keep growing in my career. And I felt like that was the best move for me. And I think a lot of people and a lot of, I mean, I think it's also 
Jill, you'll, you, I'm sure you've seen this too at the firm. Like a lot of women do have their MBA and they're, they're badass for lack of better terms. And I feel like I'm like, okay, so that's, that's what I can be. That's, that's where I want to go with myself and with my career. So I would recommend an MBA to anyone. I think it's, again, you're investing in yourself, your career, and no one's going to look at that or bat an eye twice at that. Like that's, I mean, it's pretty badass. That's a great way to end. Uh, Ethan Siegel, Jill Toner, and Margaret Nealon, thank you so much for joining me today on the MBA Center podcast, uh, for sharing your experiences and for sharing more in detail about how you built relationships in your network and are using it to grow your career. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Al. Hi, everyone. Al D here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.